are listening to the Bitter Medicine Podcast on KWAZ Radio. Peace family, this is Oni inviting you to listen to the pro-black perspective where black problems are addressed with black solutions. This is DAX, you tuned to the Harsh Reality Podcast, providing you with social commentary on the news affecting our community, only on KWAZ Radio. Yes, indeed. This is Koku, host of the Bitter Medicine Podcast. I got 15 minutes to rant. Let's go. Y'all ain't gonna like me for this one. You will not like me for this one. But we have to face hard truth within black society. This rant is going to be about the Rashad Brooks shooting by cops that recently happened. You're not going to like me for it because a lot of times black folks just want to hear the things that they want to hear. But if you looked at those videos, and I've looked at them several times, I kept quiet about it for a couple of days... Um, from the first time I saw one of the videos, I found it problematic and problematic for us. If you don't understand that you're a second or less class citizen in America, then you're just absolutely ridiculous at this point. It's 2020. Your ancestors knew they were second or less class citizens in America, how come you don't know? You're dealing with an entity that is designed to to fill the space between two Americas, and that is the, the KKK ops, as you always hear me talk about them, right? These KKK operatives, that's the KKK ops or the cops. They're this force that straddles the line between white America and black America. Their job is to do the work of white society. And that is to keep you subdued. They don't need excuses to subdue you. They don't need an excuse to kill you as it is. You or I could walk out our front door right now, walk onto the street, and if a cop decides to, especially these white-ass cops, if they decide to, they can kill you. And they've got people behind them to see to it that chances are they'll walk. So what do you think will happen... When you give them reason to kill you. Now, no, no disrespect to our black brother and to his life, the life that was lost. He was only 27 years old. He did not deserve to die. Let me be very clear, because some of y'all will still, after I've said all I said, even though I said he didn't deserve to die, you guys will still make it seem like I said he deserved to die. He did not deserve to die. He didn't do anything that really warranted death. He just didn't. But he did do some dumb shit. And we gotta be honest about this. 
We got to call this stuff out. You know why we have to call it out? Because we can't give our children the idea that, well, I could have done the shit that uh, Rashad Brooks did, and I should have been able to walk away from it. Again, he did not deserve to die. But you gave these people, these white KKK operatives, the cops, you gave them the ability to kill you, and chances are, nothing's really going to come of it. Not in this case. For those of you who don't know, Rashad Brooks is a black or was a black man, 27 years of age in Atlanta. I think it was Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday night, Rashad went to a Wendy's. He fell asleep in the drive-thru. They called the cops to attend to the matter. Cops came. Uh, told him to move out of the drive-thru and park in, t in the parking lot. I, I saw some people say that he was parked in the parking lot sleeping. No, he was in the drive-thru. And I have the video queued up. I'm going to play some of the audio of what went down. Nothing I've said so far warrants his death. He was sleeping in drive-thru. They called the cops to deal with the situation. Cops came to the scene and f realized that he was inebriated. But there's some things that he did here that's just mind-boggling. That you would do those things and think that you're going to get away with it? Uh, there's some things that's done here that just doesn't make sense. Now, granted, he was—he had been drinking. I don't think I've ever been that impaired. Maybe you guys have, and if you have, in the comments, tell me. By the way, make sure to like and subscribe and click the bell so you can get notifications when I post new content. But... Was he really that inebriated that he made these decisions in the climate that we're in? Well, then we got to question the whole act of getting drunk and drinking alcohol. It, it just doesn't make sense. So I'm going to play the audio. I'll probably give some commentary in between. I might skip some parts because, again, it's a video... And, um, you know, there's action in the video, there's, there's parts where there's no talking. But um, I want you guys to listen, and, I, I, and I'm going to narrate things that I see on the screen in between. Right now, the cop is just walking into the Wendy's drive-through. He's knocking on the window. As you heard, he knocked a couple of times. He wasn't there for minutes, as he'll say later on. He knocked a couple of times trying to get the guy, Rashad, to wake up. Oh. Oh. Summer man. 
You just open the door. Hey, what's going on? You good? You don't need a ambulance or anything like that? Are you just tired? They say it took a few minutes after you opened the door and you say, yo, my man, it took a few minutes for, for, for Brooks to finally uh, wake up and, and come to attention, right? All right, man, just, just, I'll move my car. Just pull up, just pull somewhere and take it out. All right. So as you heard, the cop, no signs of hostility. He tells Rashad, pull over into the parking space and he will move his car, etc. And the cop says something interesting in a, in a few seconds. You heard that? That's the cop back in the squad car, moving the car now. And he says, do I really want to deal with this dude right now? And really, that's where it could have ended. That cop could have said, sir, um, you know, give the, you know, leave the car here. Where do you live? We'll drop you home. You could come back later. Blah, 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 blah. It didn't need to be what actually happened after. And so on that, I'll, you know, on that I have to hold out on the cops a little bit. You could have left this here because he was reluctant. He didn't really want to deal with it. Dude, drunk, Sunday night, or either Saturday or Sunday night, you know, he's parked up now. You, you could just leave him to sleep or what have you. Or if you had to do something, you could have... You know, taking him home, as we've seen in other videos. Uh, in fact, in this one, they're going to mention it. He, Rashad's going to mention it uh, slightly. You know, he 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 has people who lives close by. He could have walked to their home, etc., and just leave the car. All right. Hey, how much are you drink tonight? Not much. How much is not much? Hey, you have your license on you real quick? Yeah. Alright. Just just relax the car. What are you uh are you just are you here for a visit or what's uh I'm visiting. Where are you visiting? Uh my mother's grave site. Oh I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. How how long has she uh passed for? It's it's been probably about a year and a half now, but Okay, I'm sorry to hear my that. My birthday's just passed and uh my girlfriend's birthday just yeah. passed. But I, I went to visit her and Yeah. So as the cop is talking to him, notice the cop learns some stuff about this guy. They learn that his mom passed away about a year, year and a half ago. Um, while he's talking to, to while the cop and Richard are speaking, the other cop who you've seen in the videos, he's now pulling up. We decided to eat Burger King tonight and hey, this happened. Right, I, I say, babe, what's the scores? Right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have, we're gonna talk to this officer here for a minute, and then uh, we'll be good to go. Okay? Oh no, no problem. All right, thank you, sir. All right, stay in the car. Stay right there. It doesn't take a coon to be able to agree to say everyone's everyone's cool here. No hostilities. At least no no visible hostilities. Again, when you're dealing with the cops, there's, to me, there's always an undercurrent of, of hostility. 
But everything's cool here at this point. The cop is leaving the car. He has the young man's license. He's walking over to meet the other cop. If he has the license, I mean, he sees this is a young, a relatively young black man, 27 years of age. Okay? Hey, what's going on? So, found him passed out in the parking lot. He's sitting here. So he was in the drive? Yeah, he's, he's okay. on, car's on. Took me like a few minutes to wake him up. Kept knocking, opened the door, shook him. Woke up super groggy. Got a you know, pretty good smell of alcohol beverage coming out of the car. Eyes are watery, glassy. Snorted his words, wasn't sure where he was. And, uh, Tell me he had one drink he said earlier. Tell me I wasn't here, so can you tell me what uh, what happened before we got here? So right now in the video they giving him the field sobriety test. Uh in another video, I don't remember if this one has it or not. Um this one shows more of the field sobriety test. In another video, cop asked if he can give a breathalyzer. And I have a commentary on that. Uh, l let me just play a little bit more. So he hasn't walked in a straight line. I can just go home. I have my daughter's there right now. My, three, my daughter's birthday was yesterday. Hold on, Miss Brooks. And that's one of the problems I have with these cops. This man is clearly telling you, look, my daughter's birthday was yesterday. He was in town. You know, his mom died not too, you know, a year, year and a half ago. Where, if you cared, if you're really trying to protect and serve, and you cared, why wouldn't you take this into consideration? before you took this man's life. Clearly, have you ever heard like, if a gunman walks into your job or something like that, you should um, talk to them and tell them your name and tell them, you know, your kid's name and how old they are and somehow that tends to work in diffusing the situation so the gunman doesn't take it, your life or anyone else's life. I, I think this, in a sense, is like that. The cops heard enough information about this man. If there was any type of empathy or sympathy or whatever it is within them, they wouldn't do what they're going to do later on. But again, this black man does some real questionable stuff. And if you want to be like Jamie Foxx and blame it on the alcohol, okay. But then we have to have a conversation about alcohol now. Black folks and alcohol. Let's listen some more. Will you take a preliminary breath test for me? Just yes or no. I don't want to refuse anything. Uh, it's yes or no. It's completely up to you. Yes, I will. Okay, just wait. And that's what he fucked up. Let me tell you something. Most lawyers who are worth anything will tell you there's no easy answers, but generally speaking, if they actually do that breathalyzer and um, that field test thing, field sobriety test, you say no. Generally speaking, you say no, and there's a reason why you say no. Now, the, the government 
tends to, or the state governments or whatever, they tend to kind of stack it against you. If you say no, then you risk a fine and imprisonment and all this kind of stuff. But here's the thing. If you agree to the test and you score that 0.08 or whatever is the cutoff point, the cop then has probable cause to arrest you. That's it. If you refuse, he can still arrest you, mind you. But the kicker is this. He nor the court system, the law, whatever, won't have a test, a measurement that proves that you were beyond the alcohol limit, the blood alcohol limit. So what am I essentially saying? You're better off fighting it in court. Lawyer up, go into court, and it's basically his word against yours. He doesn't have a measurement. I have a friend who lives in New Jersey, and he told me straight up, he said, if they ever stop you, man, you decline that, they're going to take you down and lock you up. You sleep that off, and in the morning you walk up out of there. You don't take the breathalyzer, the portable one. You don't take the, uh, what's the one in the station called again? Uh, I, I used to know it. There's, there's, a, there's another one in the station, right? Uh, I forgot the name now. You just refuse. You heard the cop say it there in the video. He said, no, it's up to you. You could refuse, you know. But understand, when the cop asked that question, the cop, the next step was the cop was going to take him down. Because the cop took him down once he failed it. He was taking him down anyway. They weren't going to be nice about it and let him go or let him walk it off or walk home or sleep it off, whatever. They made up their mind. One way or the other, you're going down. And so, Rashad, Mr. Brooks needed to understand that, you, dude, you're uh, occupied, you're being occupied. You're in an occupied state, so to speak, because we live in a police state at this point. These people have you dead center. Say no to that shit. They'll take you down. And you should accept them taking you down because guess what? You shouldn't have been driving and drunk to begin with. These folks have these laws out here. You can't be doing that kind of stuff, man. Whenever black people wake up and realize <laughs> your predicament, things will be a little bit different. In fact, I scratched that. Things will be a lot different. Because when you wake up and you recognize the predicament you're in, you'll start to get yourself organized. I've talked about the, the avenging apparatus we need to start building in black society, and that's real. But... We also need to have a, a personal prevention apparatus, too. Like, there's certain things you just can't be doing. Now, this doesn't make 
Mr. Brooks. May you rest in peace, a bad person. I'll never come on here and say some shit like that. And just because the cops were polite with the guy, I, I won't say they were good people either. By definition, I think cops are bad people. I really do. Because look at what's going on in the world. How many cops are speaking up against it? Basically none. <sighs> Let me play more of the video. Stay here while I grab what what kind eat. of drinks did you have? Uh, I'm not sure. It's some she ordered. She said top shelf or whatever. Top shelf what? I'm not sure. It was, like I said, it was her birthday and... You had about one and a half drinks, but you don't remember what kind of drinks they were? No, sir. All right. I really don't, Mr. Rock. All right. I think you've had too much to drink to be driving. So put your hands behind your back for me. Here, put your hands behind your back. As they, uh, it sounds like they clamped one of the cops. Mr. Brooks then starts to scuffle with these cops. There's two of them, but I got to give him his credit. He, he does a good job handling both of them. Takes one down to the ground, the other one ends up on the ground, and uh, he just preview for those who don't know he takes he gets his hand on the taser of one of the guys but it's like why did you start to scuffle with him I, 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 I'm just at a loss here are we really gonna blame the alcohol for this I mean why did you okay I get it perhaps you panicked and even that is something we need to address in black society. There's no, you can't panic in these situations. Panic means death. You got to take that cool and calm and say, okay, y'all got me. I ain't taking no breathalyzer though. Y'all ain't going to have no printout to show no judge this shit. I will refuse that shit. Y'all take me down. I'll get a nice lawyer. Throw a couple of dollars behind it. And, uh, and keep it pressing and live to see another day. We got to start to learn to live to see another day. This is not just with cops, but this is just this is between black versus black people. Live to see another day. This is not the Ahmad Aubrey case. Where Ahmad's running and these dudes box him in, he sees a dude with a gun, and he, he, he fights for his life. He dashes at the dude with the gun. He, 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 he gives himself a chance. This is not that. You were dead wrong to begin with, Mr. Brooks. Out here drunk and falling asleep in, in, in a Wendy's parking lot. Again. You did nothing wrong. Even up until this point, you did nothing wrong, sir, to die. But what you did, well, you, you did nothing that deserves death, is what I should say. But what you did do was play into the game that allows these guys to kill you. And I think at this point, to me, it's pretty clear that these white cops now are itching to kill a black person. 
It's just whether you give them the uh, you you give them or someone gives them the opportunity to do it. And play more of the video. Hey, hey stop fighting! Stop fighting! Stop fighting! Stop fighting! You're gonna get tased! You're gonna get tased! You're gonna get tased! Stop! Stop! You're gonna get tased! Hey, that's a taser! Stop fighting! Hands off the taser! He pulled two of them to the ground. I mean, he's handling the So at this point, one of the cops uh, discharges the taser at Mr. Brooks. Mr. Brooks has a taser in his hand that he took off the other cop. Like I said, he put up he put up a good fight, man. He had the two of them down on the ground, uh, and these are two good-sized dudes compared to him. And um, you know, the guy, one of the cops, stands up with a taser, discharges it. I think it hits him, but when you're drunk like that, you might not really feel that. You might not, you might not succumb to that, that shock. And Brooks then takes off running. So we get a camera angle from like on top the Wendy's in the parking lot, and we see Brooks running. Right. A sticky three. So Brooks, at some point, turns around, and it wasn't a long run. I mean, it was just really like maybe 30 feet away from where they were. Brooks turns around and points to Taser, the cop who's in pursuit, the one who's still trying to shock him with the with the Taser he um, he fired at, at, at Brooks earlier. And then it seems like that same cop with the taser tosses the taser, pulls his gun, and shoots three times. I think he struck Brooks twice in the back. And I think I saw a headline earlier saying that one bullet hit a car that had children in it. No one in the car was hurt, though. But he that cop endangered people's lives with this thing. Brooks turned around and pointed a taser at a cop. Now, even if you're a cop and this guy is running off, by the way, you have his license, you have his car parked in the parking lot, you could just wave him off and say, all right, whatever, man, let him run. We'll put out a warrant and he'll be in more trouble than what he was actually in. We'll just put out a warrant. We'll tow his car. We have his license. We'll put out a warrant for his arrest. But black, black folks, we got to do better than this. I mean, you're asking to be killed and receive no justice. You're asking. Again, I have to stress it because I know the slow ones will talk or will try to equate me with a Candace Owens. No, I'm not that asshole. But I'm a real dude. And I, I as a black man, I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't have done this shit. 
and I'm probably looking at just judging these guys on video I'm probably a good six inches taller and a, a few pounds heavier than these guys probably stronger than them too right I mean come on I wouldn't have done that I know once I tackle a, a cop or two to the ground and they start to feel like I'm grabbing at their weapons on their waist, they're gonna waste me. And that part always kills me with cops. The disrespect. You know you killed this dude. You shot him in the back. I mean, I'm a biologist. You shoot someone in the back, man, there's major organs. It's kidneys. Depending on how high on the back, there's the lungs. There's the spinal cord. There's the stomach. I mean, come on, man. You know this guy can't respond and he'll put your hands behind your back bullshit. You killed him. So now, paramedics uh, have been called to the scene. And the two cops who were involved, they remain on the scene. Now there's a black cop talking to one of them. And one of the big guys, one of these white shirt cops is what I call them. It's a black guy. You're gonna hear him say some interesting stuff in a few. Did he hit you with it? I, I felt it, but I don't know. Oh, hey. If you're willing and able, I just, I don't know. Uh, specific to this juncture, because I know you're still. So they asked me to pop for a statement. Um, just give me the pure basics of how we're on that. I was called to do a DUI investigation. Okay, so there's only three officers on the inside. Yeah. To develop probable cause to arrest the suspect for DUI. He resisted arrest and he gained control of the other officer's taser and started running as I pursued him. He turned and started firing the taser at me. Okay. You're good, you right? Yeah. So this voice you hear coming in, when the officer was giving his statement to the, to the other cop, is another blue shirt cop. That, that, that's a white guy, but this voice you hear in here, one of these white shirt cops, meaning that he is a higher rank, he's a black guy. I want you to listen to how this black guy conducts himself here. Still got the adrenaline pumping. Uh, you alright? No, I'm okay. Alright, good, 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 good. Alright, we gonna take care of you, bro. I'm just glad you are right. That's my biggest concern. Yeah, we're good. All right, dude. You talk to your wife? You talk to your family, everybody? No, I hadn't called anybody other than the IPPO. Now, this black bitch is only concerned about this white cop. That's all he's concerned with. He's concerned that he's good. He's not concerned that a black man is, is, uh, is dead in the parking lot. Especially in this climate 
where people are calling out this bullshit with cops. He's not concerned about this man, this young man dead in the parking lot. He's only concerned about this this, this other white cop. Bitches like that that really irk me, man. Really, really irk me, man. A black bit the fact that he's wearing the white shirt, that tells me he's all the way in with what police do. He's one of these assholes you'll be wasting your time trying to convince him otherwise. Speaking of these bitch ass black cops. I saw this on Twitter. Let me pull this up. So, the Burke County, uh, Georgia Sheriff, one of them. No, yeah, the Burke County, Georgia Sheriff. His name is Alfonso Williams. He says that the shooting of Rashad Brooks was completely justified. This is another black bitch. There's nothing malicious or sadistic in the way these officers behaved, he says, adding that this case can't be compared to those of Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd. Now, the latter thing he said that I can agree with. This is not quite the same. And again, the way the cops carried themselves in the start of this, on the face of things... You can't say that they came with some malicious intent. Just on the face of things. But to say completely justified, that makes you a bitch. Completely justified? So this man was running away. Yes, he had a taser. He aimed backwards on the run, drunk. He's not going to hit no one with that shit. And that's not a deadly weapon. Until cops overdo the shit and tase you 12 times, then it becomes a deadly weapon. But listen to what this this, this cunt has to say to a CNN um, host. Uh, having 30 years in the business, uh, police, and law enforcement, and 27 of those years having taught use of force and taught hundreds and hundreds of law enforcement officers across the state of Georgia and other states. I just think that he's a lawyer. He's not a law enforcement officer. I think that is it's just a ridiculous statement. Uh, obviously, we saw on the video that the Brooks was engaged in a fight with the officers. They were on the ground. We know that when we're on the ground, we have a very high likelihood of being hurt or killed. It's not the place we want to be. This is not a wrestling match. The Brooks is able to take a non-lethal weapon, a taser, away from one of the... So when you're on the ground, that's not a place you like to be, huh? So... You think when we're on the ground, 
with you assholes? You think that's a place we want to be? We know that's a place that we can be killed. Justified in running behind Brooks to, to capture him. He t Brooks turned back to the officers and fired the taser. And we all know I, I, this is a third law enforcement agency I've been head of, and in every agency I've gone to, I've required every officer who, who carries a taser to, to be tased with it so that you understand the incapacitation. Five seconds, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004, 1,005. That's five whole seconds that if an officer is hit with that taser, that he, all of his muscles will be locked up and he'll have the inability to move and to respond. And yet he is still responsible for every weapon on his belt. He, so if that officer had been hit, he still has a firearm on his side and the likelihood of him being stomped in the head or having his firearm taken and used against him was a probability. And so he did what he needed to do. And this was a... No, it wasn't a probability. You know why? Rashad was running away. There was another cop on the scene who was in close proximity, who was in chase as well. So it wasn't like Rashad could have... Even, even if he had hit the guy with the taser and, and, and made him fall down or what have you, it wasn't like he was going to turn back and now stomp the, the cop. He was going to keep running. So you're lying. That, that makes you a bitch again. And a black bitch at that too. Completely justified Which is uh, shooting. So you think lethal force here was necessary? It's very necessary. The Fourth Amendment allows it. This is the objective reasonableness standard. And uh, there's, there's nothing malicious or sadistic in the way these officers behaved. And it's very unfortunate that the law enforcement leaders in the state of Georgia have not come out and stood together on this case. I think it's political and, and it, it, it's, it's senseless. We're sending the wrong message to our black youth. We're telling them that 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 it's okay, that, that they can run from the police, they can take a weapon from the police, they can fight with the police and 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 point a weapon at the police and expect nothing to happen. That is the wrong message to send to black youth. Now we cannot, we cannot, Brianna, put this case with the Ahmaud Aubrey case nor the George Floyd case. When I saw the George Floyd case, I was outraged. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I was so outraged that I wrote a letter to the governor, the head of the Georgia Association of Chiefs of Police, and the head of the Georgia Sheriff's Association, and I provided them with seven standards that I think are very necessary to prevent black men from being killed at the hands of police in the way it was done and Floyd case and the Ahmaud Arbery case. I graduated high school with Ahmaud Arbery's mother. Those were two outrageous, very clear violations yeah. of, 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 can, of policy and law. Can I ask, I want to ask you a question about the Ray Shard Brooks case 
early on once he was on the ground, one of the things that struck me observing, and you know, you're in law enforcement, I'm not, but was how quickly at close range one of the officers pulled a taser out. And it seemed like his arm was flailing and then he sort of got tangled and grabbed the taser. And I, one of the questions I had was, do you think that that officer would have pulled a taser so quickly on a suspect if they were white? I think we have a serious issue in this country with officers, law enforcement officers using force against black persons or persons of color versus other persons. I, I'm not sure exactly why that exists. I think it... Listen to that bitch. Just, just listen. I'm not sure why that, why that exists. I mean, listen to this bitch. <sighs> You're not sure, huh? All right. <laughs> based on your experiences, based on your ignorance, based on your whether or not you're learned, based on movies, television, media. You know, there's a little bit of blame to go around with all of us. Based on you being a white supremacist. Anti-black racist. That's why I have but, but just I just want to I just want to zero in on this, Sheriff. You're. It sounds like you don't know. Like it sounds like you are saying perhaps there could be a possibility that maybe that escalation to the use of the taser might not have happened then if it were a white man. I'm not saying that. And this white bitch too. She knows what she's asking as well. She, she's basically, this is how they get black folks to be the mouthpiece, right? She knows what she's asking, and she knows what this coon-ass clown is willing to answer to. So she's trying to get him down to that point where he just has to say, you know, well, I don't think there's racism or something like that, right? She knows what she's doing. These, these news organizations always know. By the way, he mentioned something about the Fourth Amendment allows it. What the fuck is he talking about? The Fourth Amendment deals with the right of people to be secure in their persons, um, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. So what is he talking about? The Fourth Amendment. At all. I'm saying what happened okay. in the Brooks case is completely justified. 100%. And an officer generally uh, goes to work every day. He's not concerned about whether a perpetrator is black or white. He's there to do a job. He was called there by the, the employees of Wendy, Wendy's because the guy is, is passed out at the wheel. And he's investigated for being under the influence of something, but he is less safe to drive. And they conduct field sobriety. And all officers know this, Brianna, that when one cuff goes on, a person is going to do one of three things. He's going to fight, take flight, or he's going to comply. In this case, he did fight and flight. And we So if the officer knows a detained person is going to do one of three things once the first cuff is put on, shouldn't you be better prepared, especially when there's Two of you, shouldn't you be better prepared? 
these cops just talk. Uh, these these black sellouts just talk and don't 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 realize what they're saying. If you know that there's one of three things this person will do, then shouldn't you be prepared and prepared not to use lethal force? Or are you prepared and prepared to use lethal force? We, they're taught in the academy that you arrest or you handcuff quickly, one to two seconds. Uh, if not, your life is in jeopardy. And that played out in this scenario. We don't want to fight with anybody. We don't want to be on the ground. The, the suspect had the ability to hurt the officer. He had the opportunity to hurt the officer. Because but did he hurt the officer? Did he hurt the officer? He did not. So he shouldn't be dead. Because he took his taser. The officer's life was certainly in jeopardy. And... So, he took his taser, the officer's life was certainly in jeopardy. So then that means to say that when you guys, you cops use the taser, you guys are using it to put our lives in jeopardy. You can't have it both ways. You can't tase a man and the man dies and says, well, it was his fault that he died from the taser. The, ta the taser doesn't kill you. And then when a guy points a taser at you, you say that now your life was in jeopardy because he pointed a taser at you. Do, do you see what I'm saying? And the suspect could have complied and none of this would have happened. And at the end of the day, folks, that last thing he said, that's what's going to get these cops off. I think the cop was fired. He'll be hired again in another spot nearby you know it's, it's all bullshit but to those of you who are alive and listening to what I'm saying understand you are a people we are a people that live under a police state that's just what it is We live under a police state. And when you understand that you are dealing with your enemy, your enemy has you caught, surrounded, subdued, detained, whatever it is, that's when you got to start using your head. Or you could choose to just die. And if that's what you choose, then let that be known that's what you choose. But you can't go do a bunch of dumb shit around your enemy, your armed enemy, whose organization has a track record of, of killing guys like yourself, like me, And then you choose to, to just freak out, bug out, whatever it is. I mean, man, man, like, Rashad Brooks, age 27, 
Mom died a year and a half ago. One of your kids had a birthday the day before. You had children. You had a lady. And now you're gone. You're drinking and driving. Or drunk and driving. First of all, that's your fault. And this is what I want black folks to get. You can't blame white supremacy for that. There's big things we could blame them for, but there's personal accountability, personal responsibility that we need to have. <laughs> anyway, man, that's my rant. Um... Just bear this stuff in mind, please. There's George Floyd's, there's Ahmaud Arbery's, there's Breonna Taylor, and countless others. That we must rally behind, we must say their name, we must seek to avenge their loss. We can extend condolences and RIPs to folks like Rashad Brooks, but Rashad also needs to be a learned lesson for our people, especially our young men. I see a lot of different videos with young men being detained by cops and you guys are just going off. Hey, fuck y'all, boy. I don't care, boy. Take your hands off me, but uh, I mean, come on. Come on. They pulled you over for, over for speeding. You know you were speeding. You know? I saw a video recently of a 21-year-old black uh, young man on the lawn of his grandmother's house. I think his grandmother was 90 years old. Walking slowly with a cane and she came out there to try to protect him. And he's out there talking, screaming, I'm scared. I'm... And the cops is like, yo, you ran a light back there. You ran a light, you wouldn't stop. We, 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 you came to this house, you pulled in the driveway, we asked you to walk towards us, and I get it, they had guns drawn, that's a scary thing to look at, but freaking out on the ground, with your grandmother trying to run out there and, and protect you, that ain't helping nothing. Man, man, like, we, we, gotta, we gotta be smarter than this. Anyway, man, that's my rant. I had 15 minutes to rant, and there it is. Make sure to like and subscribe. Click the bell, and I'll talk to you all soon. Peace.